What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Work podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. What's up, everybody? How's your week? What's been going on? We're currently in mourning on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But Notorious RBG passed away last night from when we're recording because it's Saturday. Um, we, I'm sure you guys are all concerned about Morgan. She's handling it well. <laughs> Well, I texted her at work, actually. My friend Blair was like, you need to call Morgan. (laughs) SOS. SOS. She's not going to be okay. She's handling it well. But we also would like to talk about things like that and different influential women. But I feel like that deserves more time than us throwing it together the day after. Right. And I was also telling this to Stephanie that... (laughs) It's just it's just unfortunate that we can't just celebrate what an amazing woman she was and what a fucking badass she was in a time especially when that was just not the way women were supposed to behave, quote unquote supposed to behave. And it just sucks that we can't properly celebrate her and you know, miss her and send positive vibes to her family because of fear of what the fuck is going to happen next. And frankly, (laughs) I'm not in the mental state to talk about it. (laughs) Instead, we're going to do something else. We are. And okay, at the top, as always, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We think you're going to like this episode today. I like this idea. Uh, I feel like I've said it a hundred times. My grandmother's not going to listen anyways. If you love us, please stop fucking listening to this episode. This is rated not for loved ones. Yep. And that goes out to mom and dad. Uh, I don't think that my grandparents know that this podcast exists. Because I have them sitting in Facebook friend limbo and have had them there for years. (laughs) (laughs) It's where they friend request you and you just ignore it for a decade. <laughs> and they just think there's nothing you can't request it again. No. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Um, God bless Mamie. She is bound and determined to listen to this podcast. I'm, I literally specifically just told her not to listen and I, gar- I guarantee you she's still on here. So anything you hear, yeah, it's, I'm not responsible. I'm no. Memes. For the love of God. (laughs) It's a sex episode, memes. (laughs) Tune out. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. All right. Mm -hmm. So this is how we wanted to present this week. A, we love talking about sex. It's one of Morgan and my favorite hobbies to talk about. And we wanted to laugh. We've had a bit of a rough week. And you know what? What better way to honor a powerful woman than empowering women in sex? You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do. Ruth Bader Ginsburg fucked she fucked hard and you know it you know she dominated in the bedroom that bitch (laughs) that bitch is like the woman on tiktok who had men paying to clean her house like Mm -hmm. she's like you Mm -hmm. can pay me 500 dollars to come and just like sniff my shoes okay bitch (laughs) like i am all powerful Exactly. Um, I would like to put something out into the universe just because I feel guilty about it and it makes absolutely no sense and is totally fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, Okay. So recently (laughs) I got a new car Uh, and my old car that I just returned back about a month ago Mm -hmm. was named Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> I named my car Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I got rid of it, and now she's fucking dead. <laughs> and I just had to say it out loud because I've been thinking about it <laughs> for, like, almost 24 hours. <laughs> no wonder why you can't talk about it yet. You feel responsible. I killed her. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I just like had to put that out with my words because it was in my brain and I needed to get it out of my brain. So what are you going to name this car? One of your enemies? (laughs) No, this car is already named Vicky St. Elmo, which is Kristen Wiig's character from the classic hit MacGruber, which everyone should seriously watch. Which I still haven't watched. I was told to watch it six months ago. Yeah. (laughs) so yeah 
Vicky St. I confess, I killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and I'm really sorry about it. I regret it. Yeah. You couldn't have waited. Couldn't have given it just a minute. My lease was up. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. No, I'm so- why, why would you name your car after Supreme Court? Because she's an inspiration to us all. But your car is not. <laughs> I know. It was a, I mean, it was a Honda HRV. It was like hunter green, very powerful looking. And I was like, this is Ruth. <laughs> so I'm sorry, America. <laughs> I'm sorry, America. Well, I in my brain, you will never not drive a periwinkle PT loser. So that's what I'm thinking. And if you would have named that car after Ruth, I would have been so upset. <laughs> no, that car's name is Jemay. <laughs> Which is an insane character from an old HBO show called Summer Heights High, which is an Australian television show (laughs) and one of the weirdest (laughs) series that's ever been on television. And I encourage everyone to watch it. A grown man plays three different characters. (laughs) Um, An 11th grade girl, Jemay. I think it's a 9th or 10th grade maybe younger than that troublemaker boy with like behavioral problems and a extremely flamboyantly gay music teacher. <laughs> That's very confusing. Um, so he just like puts on wigs and stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. But anyway, Jemay was the PT cruiser. Supreme court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the HRV. Um, and truthfully, my regret and condolences go out to the American people because I fucked us all. You're dead. And I'm sorry. Uh, We'll forgive you eventually. Okay. I think it'll take time. I need to forgive myself too. (laughs) I can't. I don't. I don't even. I don't know how to go back to what we were talking about. I have. I have so many questions that we can't get into. (laughs) Anyways. Circle back. We're going to do a sex episode. Stephanie, go ahead. I think we, if this was a play, we would need an intermission. I need to collect myself. Okay. So my idea was now not nearly as interesting. Um, if you could go back in time, what sex advice would you give? Like, for me, it's like 15 year old Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So aside from like the puberty talk that you get in sixth grade. Yeah. And it's like legit sex advice. Like, I'm not saying what you would tell your little sibling, like your cool big sister advice. I'm not saying what you tell your future kids. I'm saying what would you tell yourself about your future sex life when you were like a teenager? I bet it's different than what your parents told you. I guarantee it. (laughs) I absolutely guarantee it. I did. I mean, I'm thankful my mom gave me good, obviously not sex tips by any means, but like, you know, just not that your worth is in your virginity, but that you do create bonds with people when you have sex with them. So just know that and choose wisely kind of thing. She wasn't, I went to Catholic school, but I didn't get the whole, like, you are a spit out piece of candy kind of lecture. Mm. Yeah. I, what sticks out to me about my parents talking to me about sex is number one, my dad You know, I got the talk about, you know, using protection and saying no if you feel uncomfortable and that kind of stuff. Um, But I was going on vacation with a boyfriend and his family when I was almost 17. And my dad kind of like threw a couple condoms at me and told me not to be an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Trojan Ultra Thins. Still use them to this day. (laughs) Um. And then when I got home, my mom found a condom wrapper in my suitcase. Oh, no. And she goes, oh, my God, did you do it? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, did it hurt? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, were you excited enough? (laughs) So that was my first talk about self-lubricant with Cheryl. That's something. I mean, that is a, a big category to step into. Mm-hmm. 
as a mom because that I don't think I've ever had. Also, I fully plan on talking about orgasms if I have daughters because nobody in my life ever talks about or- female orgasms ever. No, and honestly, people who are our age are, are are more open about it. But I, a few years ago, went to a friend's house. There was like a group of girls there. I made a comment about being like, oh, my God, I had the whole night off. I masturbated like five times. <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I was insane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, that's normal. And they were like, I've never done that. I was like, you've never masturbated. And they were like, no. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's why you're such a fucking frigid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, those are also the same people who tell me that they don't. Most people tell me they don't masturbate. The people who tell me that they're like, oh, no, God, he's going to want to have to have sex tonight. I'm like. Sex is a chore because you don't enjoy it because you don't even know how to give yourself an orgasm and expect another person who can't feel anything to give it to you. And that's just fucking unreasonable. Yeah. It's fucking unreasonable. It is unreasonable if you can't touch yourself or, and you know what? I, I personally, without the assistance of something, toy, water, whatever, I can't do it myself. I don't have the patience, honestly. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I'm just being dead honest. My ADHD kicks in and it's no longer fun enough for me. But if I have some sort of assistive situation, then yeah. And then I know what I like. I know what I need. I know my own anatomy. I can give direction. And I wouldn't you be kind of freaked out if some dude didn't want to touch his own penis? I'd be like, what's wrong with your penis? Why don't you want to touch it? What's happening there? Is there drainage? Is there sores? Like, I need to know why you aren't comfortable touching your own penis. Because, I mean, at minimum, ladies, if you are not comfortable yet with masturbating, do I understand? Absolutely not. But you need to get a fucking mirror and see what's happening down there. Look at her. Give her respect that she deserves. She can push out life if you so choose. She can take a fucking beating and she gives you pleasure. She is a queen. And she's amazing. She's incredible. <laughs> and she does big things. She is everything a penis wishes it could be because of the nerve endings and sensations that you are capable of feeling. And it is the ultimate way to relax, to enjoy your body. There is so much shit, literally, your body puts you through, like shitting, that is uncomfortable <laughs> and not ideal. That why wouldn't you use the thing that makes you feel the most comfortable? Also, I think about this a lot, probably because, like, I'm obsessed with sex, but the clitoris is literally only there for pleasure. There's no other organ that's created for that. There's no function of it besides pleasure. That's it. And, you know, penises are for pleasure, but they're also for reproduction and they're also for urination. Yeah. Right? Women are amazing. Women Touch are- yourself. Do it. And I will say, besides all of the wonderful benefits of masturbation that my lovely co-host Stephanie just mentioned, (laughs) also, I feel like it's so important to know what it feels like for you when it's, like, not going to work. Yeah. Um, Versus when you're, like, to be blunt, hitting the right spot and you know it's going to you know you're going to orgasm from it. Yeah, you're like, okay, if I have determination, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. And I have seen, like, especially my partner from like, hey, it's not going to happen. And they think it's something they're doing. I'm like, no, no, no. I just know myself well enough to know that like, whatever, because sometimes you have like great sex, but then there's almost like too much stimulation that like going back yeah. after, like you need like a break for a minute almost. It was like you went like too intense because things were hot and heavy. But then like th- that much stimulation, I, I need like a buildup personally like i know myself and again how would you know that if you haven't done it before Mm. and we're not saying you have to and we'll get into this too because it's a separate issue i have you have to be with a bunch of different people but like you should know your own body and you should be enjoying sex and i also i'm gonna tell you because my family we never discussed masturbating um the first time i figured out how to do it was a complete accident and then it was so awesome i thought i was only allocated my body to be able to do that so many times I was like, there's no way something that feels as good as allowed to just happen all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Your brain is insane. How do you come up with math from... (laughs) 
I thought I had to like spread it out like a dessert. Like I'm yeah. not gonna be able to have Savor it. Savor it. Yes. Oh my god. I didn't know what happened. I thought I like broke a rule and I just had to pee so bad. <laughs> yes. I was like, I don't I don't know what happened, but that was awesome. And I really hope it's not something that I just did and never happens again. Right. I'm like, what did I just do? And frankly, that's the moment that I took out a hand mirror. I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was and close. I was like, what I was did I just hurt. touch? What happened? I was curious. Mm-hmm. And that's totally natural to be curious. And if for some reason, when you were younger and you were told not to be curious and that you don't look and touch down there because um, it's gross or you're a lady or you're too young or something like that. Take back the power, bitch. It's yours. Take your pussy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I also fully believe because I, again, we can get more into this. I did not always have control over my body. And there's also scenarios that I wasn't forced necessarily. Like I would not say that. Like, no, I was not forced, but I was coerced or I did it out of like a guilt. Guilted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In there. Yeah. And I feel like if you're empowered that that's part of your body and that's yours, you're going to be way more likely to protect it and consider it important to you rather than dirty, nasty. Right. Like something that is just worth laying there because the guy you met at the bar that you invited back to your apartment wants to have sex and now you're sobering up and you realize that you're not interested. Yeah. That's another thing that I would like to talk about too is alcohol because your inhibitions decrease. You might feel hornier in the moment. <laughs> I cannot say ever in my life that drunk sex has been better than sober sex. I agree 100%. You're I mean, like numb. Yeah, I'd say unless you have like like a one glass of wine and dinner sex. Like a just a I'm relaxing from the day, but once I'm buzzed, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I don't like it. It takes me too long to get where I need to go. It takes the guy too long to get where they need to go. Mm -mm. No. I'm not I'm not a huge fan. I say no to drunk sex now. I'm just not interested. I don't have the energy to have sex that I don't want to have anymore. <laughs> I <still> right. <laughs> Our time is fucking important. I'm worth a lot more money per hour than I used to I be. killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> One of the I strongest. So powerful. <laughs> strongest assassins of our time. I can't just fuck you because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. So I think that's huge. I think owning your vagina is huge. And you know, I know we have men who listen and owning your dick is huge. And I hope you do touch yourself. I think, you know, God love you guys. You are, you have no problem being like, mm, I do like that. I don't like that. So you know what? This is where we, we take something from dudes that we do like and we go, I'm going to act like a dude and be like, mm, I want you in that position. I like this. I don't like that. I've never heard a man hesitate to tell me what he does or doesn't like. Yeah, I'm with you there. And also men uh, communicate mm -hmm. during not just what you like, but and and not in the way of like, oh, yeah, you like that because, you know, fucking relax. But <laughs> in like a, you know, is this good for you? Do you want me to keep going? Is there something else that you want to try? Agreed. And the answer will either be yes or no. Yeah. And if and you mean and men too, if there's if something is brought up that you're not comfortable doing, then don't fucking do it either. Yeah. You know? I'm not gonna do some shit that like weird drunk guys have tried to do to me or asked or mentioned. It's like fucking no. Well, and you've also been violated via your booty hole multiple times because people feel Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I acknowledged it in that moment, <laughs> made <laughs> eye contact. And was like, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> that is not Did yours. Did I ask you to do that? No. Did you ask me if you could do that? No. Okay. So please remove your finger <laughs> from my rectum. And I'm leaving. Like, are you kidding? You ruined everything. Yeah. You're literally a party pooper because you pooped on my party. And now you probably have my poop on your finger. And whose fault is that? You, because you're a party pooper. 
Exactly. You deserve the poop that's on your finger. I hope it got under your fingernail, asshole. Pink eye. Pink <laughs> eye. Anyway, okay. if I was a teenager, <laughs> uh, I think I really think masturbation would be my first thing that I address. I think that's huge. I agree 100%. And different things get different people off. Maybe you're like Stephanie where you don't have, you know, the patience or the focus to rub one out as they say. Mm-hmm. You need a little something extra and guess what? That's totally fucking normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. <laughs> Everything's normal. Also, I hear people say like, "Oh, well if you use a vibrator then you can't get off any other way." No. Please. Please. And I've heard, I don't know if this is some sort of lie that men have come up with because it makes them feel inadequate or some shit where they're like, well, if you use a vibrator, then I'm never going to be able to get you off. I'm like, no, you can't be lazy. That's what you can't do. But yeah, I've heard that from men, from boyfriends too. Yeah. And here's the thing. It, for me, it's easy when I'm by myself. However, if I get to choose between my partner and a vibrator, I'm going to choose my partner every single time. That does feel better. But when I'm by myself, I don't necessarily, I might like a little bit, but it, I don't get off that way. And a vibrator is different. It's a piece of plastic. It's not contact with another human being. It doesn't replace it. Now, maybe if you're somebody, maybe if you, I did masturbate five times in a night with a vibrator, you know, I might need a day or two off. Things might be a little raw, <laughs> honestly. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know how deep we want to go here. Personally. <laughs> um... But I have found that, like, you know, on the subject of vibrators, I find that it's better with someone, mm-hmm. honestly, than it is by myself. It's, like, a little too intense when I'm alone. Yeah. And when you have other things to, you know, feel and touch and listen to and move with, with the vibrator, I feel like it's so much better. Oh, yeah. It just adds things. And, you know, I don't think Kyle would be ashamed. <laughs> He's literally like, I love you so much. I can't vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm I can do so many things. That's my body can't do that. And, you know, the vibrator vibrates. <laughs> Feels good for me, too. I can't recommend it. I feel... Honest to God and ladies, I'm going to let you in on a secret, okay? Guys, if you're listening, just stop. Like, the thing on TikTok just keeps growing. If you buy a vibrator and he thinks you're going to masturbate, he'll just fuck you. You get that anyways. So just pretend like you're going to go masturbate and he'll come fuck you and you get what you want anyways. Ta-da! You know, the first time that I ever used the vibrator during sex was, you know, within the past few months. and. Kyle knew that it existed Mm -hmm. and he just reached in my drawer and grabbed it (laughs) and did it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, Let's do that every time. (laughs) Yeah. I want to do that a lot. And I mean, and we use it. I honestly use it more with my partner than without. Really? I, I don't think I've used it by myself. I really like in months. Same. But I also, like, I mean, I, I live with him, so I'm trying to think of factors. COVID, we've been shut down. I've been mostly with him. So I feel like if I didn't live with him or I was alone, I'm trying to think in, like, that perspective, I probably would, but I haven't needed to. And at least in my scenario, if it's even hinted that that's what I want to do, then it's like I get to use it and have more. So right, that's been a beneficial win. Toys are normal. Um, if you need it when you're alone, that's normal. And if you have trouble, um, getting off from, uh, purely penetrative sex, or you have trouble getting off without the use of something extra besides a hand, a mouth or a dick or another vagina, then that's also normal. Yeah. Totally normal. Um, women, (laughs) are very complicated and I mean not to generalize but I'm generalizing that women are complicated Mm -hmm. and you know I never really believed that that it was like 
women need an emotional connection with someone in order to have good sex. And I haven't experienced that really in my life until I actually had a legitimate emotional connection with somebody where I was like, holy shit, it really is better when you have an extremely close bond with somebody. Because I was always like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, (laughs) the parts are the parts and you move how you move and you communicate what you want. And I do feel that way. And if you don't have an emotional bond with somebody, I'm not saying you shouldn't fuck. I'm saying if you want to fuck, you should fuck (laughs) with two consenting adults. Uh, But it really, I think it really does make a difference for me. And I never thought I needed that, like, mental, emotional connection with somebody in order to reach climax. And I, I don't think I do, but it definitely makes it easier and it definitely makes the whole experience better. I agree 100,000%. Another thing I want to discuss after we talk about this relates to that. But also trusting, I, I think sex gets better with age because you learn what the fuck you're doing. And I'm telling you like, yeah, I would love to look how I looked when I was like, 22 23 but i am having way better sex now i also have a better partner now but that's the best side's the point but you just learn what you like you learn what you want and we get someone you trust i am willing to try new things that i have really enjoyed and you know like i have no problem being vulnerable i have no problem being manhandled more which i would have never been okay with before but i have someone that i trust completely and it's a man not a boy who can immediately turn things off if i'm not okay and so for me having someone that i trust that much has allowed me to venture into new things that i do enjoy so that's kind of how a and an emotional connection i mean if you've had sex with someone you love you know what we're talking about there's just it's a different level i mean it's honestly like yeah can you make a cute outfit from forever 21 or h&m absolutely you can look great you can go out you can take great pictures but the first time you buy something designer or have something taken to a tailor and you see what you are capable of looking like and really nice clothes that are designed for you and fitted to you you're like oh fuck this is way better way better way better it's like a tailor it's like things that are created for you tailored to you made to you and then you have this partner who wants to please you which also god fucking blessed that is important and something that is not weird to demand that someone who wants to please you right and you know someone who gives a shit or someone who's just generally is good at sex cares about how their partner is doing throughout the process and the goal for them besides you know feeling good themselves like even if there's not emotion an emotional connection there but it's not just you know in and out getting your nut and leaving they are going to give a shit if the other person is also enjoying themselves and hopefully reaches climax at least once yeah uh mm-hmm. and that doesn't have anything to do with an emotional connection that has to do with like not just meaninglessly fucking people um just you know doing it to get in and out i agree and you can fuck as many people as you want i'm not saying it has to be a serious thing it can be totally casual but you're not good at sex if you aren't thinking about the other person that you're having sex with yeah and we're not hating on casual sex we've had casual sex again it gets the job done. You do have a type of human connection that way. You know, if you are single and you just kind of want that night of enjoying yourself, connecting with a person, getting off, getting your own thing, you know, we're not talking down on it. We're just saying sometimes, unfortunately, your parents are correct. And when you love someone, sex is better. And this is one of those scenarios that we hate to break it to you, but they weren't wrong. Right. That, that, it sucks, but. They weren't wrong. And six months ago, I would have said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And it's, and again, it's not to- dogging down on it. Like, it's not a problem. Just know there's just even more potential there. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty fucking cool. And that you deserve to be with someone who wants to have that connection to you. And if you love someone and they don't care about you having sexual pleasure, like, that's a problem. Right. 
That's a problem. And I've been with someone who I loved them. I thought I had a good emotional connection with them, you know, and everything else. But like my sexual pleasure was not even close to a priority. I mean, it wasn't wasn't on the radar. And to me, that's maybe it was it needed to be better communicated. I don't know. But that's an issue. I mean, everything really boils down to communicating. But if if you're the person who's constantly having to like word vomit things out instead of someone asking you what you like or how you're feeling, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's not all on one person to communicate everything, how they're feeling. It's on both of you or three, four, five, six of you, if that's what you're into communicating with each other to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and safe and is you know, having their expectations met. I haven't done group sex, but I imagine it's very complicated with all the communicating. Um, But from what I see on like weird TikToks and shit is that like it takes literal negotiating beforehand to make sure that everyone has a good experience. And honestly, I can't recommend this enough. This is something that um, Kyle and I do is like, accidentally it turned into after every time we have sex to debrief afterwards huge fan of a, of a debriefing and i had never done that before and i'm like this is so funny that like after every time we have sex we're debriefing about like having a conversation about it afterwards it was like oh did you like it when i did that or like yeah but this was even better or oh my god that was that felt really good when you did that i really like that and he all right i'll do that more yeah. Well, men also are pretty good at that kind of stuff. Like, that's how their brain works. It's like a, a track thing. They're like, you do like this, you don't like this, I'll put it in my brain and I'll do that. He may forget to do the dishes, but he'll never forget that thing that you like with his tongue. You know what I mean? Like, he's never going to forget <laughs> that shit. That's going to be yeah. in there forever. I'm just, that's true. Yeah. And that just, that also boils down to, like, comfortability with someone and ability to communicate with somebody and their ability to communicate with you, too. And sex for me at least, it definitely has gotten better with age, definitely has gotten better with love and um, the the conversation afterwards, like people call it pillow talk, but it's like sets you up for success in the future. Agreed. And even if it is casual sex, like it's definitely easier to have that conversation when someone loves you, obviously. But you could be fucking a different guy every night, but I don't think that guy should be on your like quote unquote roster if he's going to have an issue with you talking about what you want, what you like, what you don't want. You know, I don't care if they fuck you once or they fuck you every day the rest of your life. That should be okay to communicate and it should be expected for you to communicate. Right. And that goes back to what would you teach yourself when you were younger about sex? Um, Besides the fact that you need to communicate what you like and what you don't like, what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. But for men, it's not just about you. Yeah. It's going to feel really good for you immediately, probably. And sex isn't, <laughs> and it, yeah. And it might not for the girl. Mm-hmm. But you need to give a shit. And sex isn't over just because you came. Right. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's not the beginning and the end. It doesn't begin and end with you, my friend. Why does it, though? whatever but even like i mean (laughs) when have you ever seen a like a movie or a anything and i mean goddamn like wap is a music video so this is discussed openly fucking love it a a song is does it have some issues it's a little problematic is it a blast (laughs) to listen to in your car did i sing it my first karaoke song ever in front of my partner's family you fucking bet with my future sister-in-law and i had a great time amazing you never see a sex scene where, like, the dude finishes and then he keeps going to get her off, you know? It's not a thing. Yes, I do know. It's not a thing. It's not expected. And I, personally, up until this relationship I've been in, sex was done when they were done. Fuck yeah. that. Unless I already came, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say also adding a vibrator to it, it's for me at least, it's more obvious when I'm orgasming. Mm-hmm. And 
It really, like, I have had, like, a mental block at one point, like, if I'm not done, (laughs) and he is, uh, am I going to be able to, like, keep going? Am I going to have, like, a brain block? And then the first time that happened, and he didn't just stop. (laughs) Yeah. Because he gives a shit and recognized that I wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so there's no pressure. Yeah. You don't have to finish first in order to know that you're going to get it. Right. And it's a give and take. Yes. Why? I mean, I imagine it's hard having this kind of conversation with a teenager. Even if I was looking at myself as a 16-year-old. I'd be like, you are so young. You can't handle this. (laughs) You can't handle what I'm about to tell you. You have no idea the amount of bad sex you are about to have for so long. Oh, my God. So long of bad sex. It's going to be. I mean, the other thing that I would tell myself is to not fake it. Yes. Agreed. I mean, I've done that a lot. Same. And mostly because I'm like, this isn't good and I'd like it to be over now. Agreed. I'm over it. I'm done. I want to be done. Yeah. And I I mean, I guess if you're, again, if you're in a one night stand, you don't want to see that person again, you want to be done, then get the fuck out of there however you need to. But if it's someone that you plan on enjoying that time with again... You're just training them incorrectly, honestly. <laughs> That's all you're right. doing is that you're going to have to keep doing shit like that again. Because, again, men, that's like a good men at least. They're like, oh, she liked that. I'll do that again. So then you fake an orgasm. They think they did a good job. They're going to do that same thing again. Then next week or next day, you're going to be the same rotation. Then doing shit that you don't even like. And then you want to be done. And then that's how yeah. five years later, you're like, I don't want to fuck my husband anymore. You know, I mean, I just... I do think there's excuses. I don't think you ever have sex when you don't want to have sex. And no way am I saying that. And everybody's sex drive is different. And we have made it very clear that Morgan's and Maya is higher. <clears throat> However, I live half time with a toddler. I still need to have sex with my partner and want to have sex with my partner. And I think I'm a better version of myself when I do. But it's because I'm having good sex. And that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you if you're not having good sex. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with your partner. But it does mean you need to do something about it. Yeah. And if you're faking orgasms for Chad that you met at Kappa Sig (laughs) in a fucking stinky frat basement and you fake it, guess who now thinks he's a sex god? Fucking Chad from the stinky frat basement. Okay. Don't let Chad think he's good at sex if he's not. No. He does not deserve that. Don't feed into that ego. You know you're creating a monster. Do not create a a monster. Do not create a monster. Stop faking it for douchebags. Yeah. They don't deserve it. And there's nothing. Here's the thing, ladies. Again, 16 year old Stephanie, you can make it stop without faking it. You can be like, I don't want to anymore. I don't want to do this. And fuck their blue balls. Fuck whatever they tell you. You, When you're done, you're done. And you're allowed to be done. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it is a fucking privilege they've gotten to enter that P word in the first place. I just can't say it on here. I can't do it. (laughs) If it was you and I could, I can't do it in a recording. (laughs) It is a privilege in the fucking first place. So the fact that you allowed them in that vicinity, they're lucky. Therefore, when you decide to deny access, that's your right and that's okay. And the, honestly, the same thing goes the other way Yeah, for men. Oh, yeah. If you're you're allowed to stop it if you're not enjoying yourself or if you feel uncomfortable too. Yeah. Now, don't, that doesn't mean you're like, oh, I just came. I'm not comfortable anymore. Go fuck yourself on that. Like, I, that is not <laughs> what we're saying. Like that. <laughs> that is not what we're going to talk about. But if all of a sudden you sober up and you're like, this isn't a good idea or mm, I fuck someone I shouldn't have because I'm not attracted to her. This is going to have major complications. I don't want to be here. I still have feelings for someone else and this is going to complicate things. You're allowed to stop. Everybody has the right to their own fucking body and you can stop and you don't have to fake pleasure in order to get out of a situation. We got to stop doing that. Ooh, I have another thing. Okay, go. 
And this is inspired by something that I saw online and I forget where, but it was like your perception that asshole men, this is for heterosexual women, hetero or excuse me, your perception that these men are good at sex is warped because they're not meeting your needs anywhere else. So the only positive example of intimacy that you're getting from this person is when they're having sex with you. So you're saying that you'll tolerate a lot more from them because they're giving you good sex? No, it's not actually good sex. Oh. It's not actually good sex. You're perceiving it like it's good because it's the only affection and attention that you're getting from that person. Oh, so they're withholding their affection in every way but sex. So you think it's good sex because it's like that, um, what's it called? Like like, the intermittent reward thing? Yeah, and it's like meeting your, meeting other needs besides like your sexual desires because you're like starved for this person's attention and the only attention that they're giving you, at least in a positive light, is through sex fuck that's a lot yeah and i was like "Ooh, (laughs) yikes no me gusta (laughs) (laughs) right so that's something that i would tell myself too like look if you're if you're in a relationship with someone and your needs aren't being met if you are perceiving that sex as being really good, like it's probably not that good. You're probably just starved of attention from other parts of the relationship. Oh God. I'm like thinking of, okay, Stephanie, in three years or two years, you're going to meet someone who's going to do this to you. They're going to be so shitty to you. And one of the only times that they're really kind to you is with sex. So then they, you think that they love you and they don't. Yes. They don't. And just because it's a break from him being an asshole the rest of the time doesn't mean that the sex is good because it's not. Let me tell you, it wasn't. It's not going to be good. It's not. It's not great. Don't recommend it. Right. And we've all been in situations where it's like, you know, you're, at least Stephanie and I have, where you're like practically begging the other person to show you attention. And the only way that you can get that attention is with sex. Mm Mm-hmm. So, of course, you think positively on it because it's your time with that person. It's when you're getting that one-on-one attention, that quality time. Um, They're not distracted by anything else. Um, And, you know, you have that person to yourself for three to seven minutes usually (laughs) with men like that. (laughs) Okay. Turning this on there. I have one point, too, that I want to tell 16-year-old me. but Okay. Do you think you have to have bad sex in order to appreciate how good good sex is? Uh, Because 16-year-old me couldn't handle the dick I'm getting now. I'll tell you that. She wouldn't know what the fuck. I think that I would have ever gotten a job or gone to college if I was having The sex that I'm having right now as a teenager. Yeah, it would just, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd appreciate it, honestly, because. Yeah, you got to have the bad times to appreciate the good mm-hmm. rain, rainbows, all that bullshit. Well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You have to get through college. <laughs> <laughs> good times, bad times. You got to have bad times, appreciate good times, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I truly don't think, which obviously it'd be weird because you're a grown ass adult, but I just don't think I would have known what to do. And I also, I look at Charlie when he was like, well, he's almost four years older than me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, when I was 18, he would have been 22 and he was like really skinny and abandoned shit. And I was like, I would have broken you because I was fucking nuts when I was 18. Okay. Like whirlwind of hormones and emotions and i would snap that guy like a twig so (laughs) i think it goes both ways yeah that's true i'll also say that having sex with people like as you're maturing and becoming an adult having sex with someone around your same age Mm -hmm. and at your similar experience level is important because it's all not going to be mind blowing, but if you're learning, learning with someone else is a lot easier. 
Um, there's not really like an intimidation factor of like, oh my God, he's like five years older than me and he slept with like 20 more people than I have. And like, he totally knows what he's doing and I don't. And there's like, you know, this mental block there because you want to impress the other person. Oh yeah, that's Um, fair. Oh yeah. I feel like once you're confident, that's like what the point you're making, like you're confident in your sexual abilities too. Right. But you're not going to be confident in your sexual abilities if you're constantly sleeping with people who you think before you even sleep with them are going to be better at it than you or like you have to do something crazy to like live up to whatever wild shit that that person's already done. So like if you're 21 and, you know, there's a 35 year old in the bar and you're not very experienced, you know. That could be great. Maybe you'll learn something new, but it could also be intimidating and kind of scary. So I think it was really important for me growing up to like be in sexual relationships with people who were my age and, you know, were just as clueless as I was. So, yeah, I will say that you're not you like it's the same thing as like it gets better with age. You understand your body more. Things change. Your ability to communicate gets better. You have some experience to build off of and you appreciate it more. Yeah. And you and that doesn't have to be with, you know, 30 different people that can be with the same person. You know, you can have like weird, uncomfortable virginity losing sex when you're 17 and be with that person forever. And it gets better as you get older and you have more sex with them and you understand their bodies more, but you have to be willing to pay attention and communicate about it. That like makes the perfect segue in that part I wanted to talk to you about. Cause I, I remember feeling bad because we are in a generation where people have a lot of partners. They're dating a lot of people at once. And again, we have communicated. We have zero issue with that whatsoever. You do you, you fuck who you want. Your body is your own to do whoever, whatever, whenever, with any consenting adult, wherever. But I have only, at one point in my life, dated multiple people at the same time. And I've only had that one one night stand. I had major Catholic guilt with dating multiple people at the same time. It wasn't fun for me. It stressed me out. I couldn't keep up with who I had told what. Like, you know what I mean? I just... I didn't like it. I have always been, even if it's not a relationship, like a one person person. And I felt so shitty about that. And I don't think that's fair. I don't. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that because our culture was all about going out and test driving everything you could, that if that's not what's for you, that you're considered like lame or something's wrong with you or whatever else. And I would tell 16 year old me, that it doesn't matter what anybody else fucking thinks about how you want to date as long as you are comfortable and you're not doing something to impress someone else or to seem like everybody else. Like, you don't have to do that. You have to do what makes you happy and what you enjoy. Because what is sex about, really? Your pleasure. Right. Yeah. And that goes along with everything we've said. You know, I I think we can move beyond the you know, archaic sex is for procreation only view. Okay. Obviously, if you've ever listened to a second of us speak, (laughs) that is not how we feel Mm -mm. about sex at all. Um, And frankly, when I hear people at work talking about trying to have a baby, it sounds like a fucking chore. And I'm like, (laughs) I would love to know what that's about and hear from someone who's done that because... It's like, okay, we are now trying to procreate, put your penis in my vagina at this time on this day when my temperature is this and my egg is here. It's like, that just sounds terrible. You want to know my secret plan? Because you know I might not be able to have kids. Okay, here's my plan. (sighs) Because I don't want to ruin sex. Because that's what I hear all the time is that like trying to have a baby ruins sex. And you have to like, you know, you have to get, you have to finish and then like tilt your hips up and whatever. I am going to make a BDSM like basement. So that he wants to fuck me all the time with all the new toys <laughs> and just create like a sex theme park, essentially. So then we both know that we're trying to have a baby, but it doesn't fucking suck. That's my goal. Like Fifty Shades style separate room from the house. Exactly. 
sex room. So that way, if I can't get pregnant, instead of having like a timer that I have to come home to have sex because I'm ovulating or whatever, if I ever do get to the opportunity to try to get pregnant, that's what I want to do. Because I'll be so pissed if like trying to have a baby ruins sex for me. So pissed. And I imagine that it's totally possible for it to do that. Yeah. And I get and how I mean, it's something that you're trying to achieve. And I'm a fucking achiever. I don't like not achieving. So if it's a goal I have and I'm not meeting it, I'm going to get pissed off and I'm going to create it like a job. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, how do I learn from people I love who have struggled from this? And, you know, people who have every fucking right in this world to be a parent and then have great marriages and then go through the struggle trying to have a baby. I'm like, oh, man. Like, not that I think I'm above it. I'm like, but what can I do to try to avoid that? Learning from other people is important. Mm -hmm. And I'll also say, you know, having discussions like this with your friends isn't weird. No. You know, if you're having trouble, maybe someone's doing something else that you haven't thought of. That will help you on your journey to climax. There's nothing I love more than having a glass of wine and talking to my friends about sex. It's one of my very favorite things to do. Yeah, and you know what? The group of people that Kyle and I went on a vacation with a couple months ago, like super amazing, very open people. And this is actually a really good podcast idea. One of the girls in this group had is like, what gets you off? Ooh, yeah. Because it's literally different for everybody. Yes. It's so different. And being, you know, comfortable enough with yourself, even if you feel a little bit shy and like having these discussions with people that you're close with is helpful. Yeah. actually, dare I say important. I agree 100%. And getting inspiration, getting ideas, also realizing that it's not weird. Like whatever thing you're into isn't weird because... Everybody has different shit. Everybody. Mm -hmm. But circling back, I was saying, you know, sex isn't just for making babies. It's for pleasure. It's for quality time. It's for closeness. And all of that together, you know, hopefully gives you physical satisfaction And another thing I would tell myself is like, look, bitch, it's just not going to happen every single time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like men should tell their teenage selves that, too, because sometimes it's like that for them. And I've had experiences with um, sexual partners where it's like, you know, trouble getting things going. Like the first time you sleep with somebody where it's like you're nervous and. You know, it's easier for a girl to be nervous before sex than it is for a guy because they have like an actual physical part that needs to change its shape and texture in order to work for sex. And, you know, you can kind of throw lube on anything and make things fun for women. But, uh, you know, that's totally normal to be like a little nervous and not have your dick work maybe the way that you want it to. And everyone should be aware that that's totally normal. And unless you're like 20 years old and you like can't get a boner ever and like, you know, can't come ever, then maybe see a doctor. But, you know, it's totally normal for like jitters to be there, for parts not to work the way that you would assume that they would, and for orgasms not to be reached for both parties every single time. Yeah. Or for them, I mean, I'm not saying because I've been in a scenario where they came too quickly all the time, but like sometimes they come sooner than they want to. That's also okay. You know, especially when you have somebody who's willing to continue if you want to continue. I was going to say it's okay as long as you're not like right there and then they finish and then they fucking stop without like noticing what's going on in their surroundings. Yeah. And I've had I've had scenarios where it's somebody who didn't give a shit that they came that quickly. And there's some people who feel guilty, but then they also usually do something about it. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, also, I'm thinking about me. I can't imagine having to make myself stop if I was that close because I get annoyed if something else stops and then I don't get to finish, so I can't imagine me stopping myself from finishing. 
Yeah. Like I've never had to be like, no, don't. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't think I could do that. That's a that's a lot. It is a lot. I don't know. What else would I say? Know your body first. You're gonna have a great time. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Bad times, it's but also be, yeah. <laughs> it's not all gonna be amazing, but eventually it will be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I truthfully, I would have added a vibrator into my sex life years and years and years ago but the men that i was with had that same issue where they were like well it's gonna replace me wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh my god oh my god and I'm like nothing's gonna replace a tongue my dude <laughs> no no so yeah i think that's all i got too i think that's pretty good sex advice i, th- I think it's solid I mean, if you guys think of something else, and also it's an interesting thing to think about for yourself. So like you're listening to us and obviously we're hilarious and a good time, but like also think about yourself and like what you're at and what you would tell younger you and think if you're taking your own advice right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Know your body. Don't fake it. Communicate. It gets better. You're normal. Do what you want to do. Um, you should feel comfortable. Nerves are normal, but feeling totally uncomfortable is not normal. You're allowed to say no at any point in the process. And just because you're having a lot of sex doesn't mean you're good at it. Preach. I'm right there with you. That's yeah. all I got. I think I think that's good. I feel good about it. And we'll talk about the what gets you off. I think that's a great episode idea. Yeah, and I would love to have the girl on who thought of that idea too. That'd be fun. I'd be totally she down. She is a open book and super fucking smart and intuitive. And I think she has a great idea. Yeah. We'll Skype her in. All right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. All right. Well. All right. I'm sorry for killing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, I didn't mean to do it. I'm really sad that she's gone. I'm going to watch on the basis of sex tonight to... Celebrate Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life. It's on Showtime if you have a Showtime subscription. There's also, you know, a biography of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that's out there. And, you know, if you just want like a little tidbits of information, if you don't know much about her, just give her a quick Google. Everyone's doing nice little synopses of her, you know, career and life, which was amazing. And I really, really hope that replacing her can wait (laughs) till 2021 and that's all i'll say (laughs) for now it's 2020 i don't know dude i'm mm. i my hopes are low and i feel like my life's about to be ruined so that's where i'm at with that (laughs) (laughs) so on that note we can't wait to see you guys again next (laughs) um yeah that's all i got what a clusterfuck if we're alive if the world's not burned down to the ground we'll see you next week yeah and i guess i should tell you about our social media we're terrible at it but like we're trying our best but not really (laughs) instagram at make it work podcast twitter at make it work pod facebook.com slash make it work podcast and Make it work podcast at gmail.com. Seriously, if you have kids on purpose and you like tried and I am just so curious about that what about what that process was like, beginning, middle, and end. And if you aren't continuing to try like what sex turned into afterwards. Yeah. That's valid. Whether or not you succeeded in having a child. That is just such a mind fuck. Okay. I'm just curious <laughs> if you've done it. I would like to know. Feed my gluttonous curiosity. I killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg, so I'm really sad. So tell me how your sex life is. <laughs> Let's mourn together. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sex is a great way to mourn. <laughs> and honestly, I will say about the whole vibrator thing. Uh, Stephanie and I accidentally bought the same fucking vibrator off Amazon like a week apart from each other. <laughs> we had no idea. And it wasn't even the number one selling vibrator. 
And I've been using it with um, pretty great success. You've had to change things up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe one of these days we'll get real specific about, you know, maybe in the what gets you off discussion, mm-hmm. we can talk specifics. Um, but if at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. Keep trying. It's fun. It's fun to try. It is fun to try. <laughs> All right, Mark, I'll talk to you later. I love you. All right. I love you, too.